a new series we started last week called what uh, titled what matters most and um, my goal uh, is to get you to develop uh, some disciplines some habits uh, that will deepen um, or renew maybe your relationship with the Lord I I I was an assistant pastor, a youth director in a church for many years back in the mid to late 70s and did not understand what relational Christianity was. I knew what a list of do's and don'ts was. I knew that I was supposed to be in church three times. I, uh, I had all these responsibilities from visitation director, bus ministry director, um, at that time, we run buses um, from Wayne County to Waterloo to Ironton to Gallipolis and all of that, and yet did not understand what relational Christianity was. It, it was like going through the motions of this is what you're supposed to do. And um, last week's... Uh, was a one word what matters most and it was the word and and that's the bible if if you're not in a habit a discipline of reading your bible you don't have relational christianity with the lord and i'll just be blunt and say that um you've got to spend time whether it's uh, a a little daily devotion and and I, i made a we these are old, but um, from 21, however, uh, that little book changed my life. And, and it wasn't reading three chapters a day or my Bible through every day. It was simply that devotion and reading a couple verses of Scripture and application that it was. And so this morning's What Matter Most, and, and I've tried to prioritize these, is prayer. Prayer. Um, what what folks think about prayer and what prayer really constitutes can be a wide array of of different aspects and and different disciplines as far as prayer. But what most folks reason to pray is a want list. I have a want list. You know, we're kind of you know we. we, we <laughs> I think of, I had a pastor used to say, you know, uh, we're kind of like God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change and the ability to change the people that I cannot stand. <laughs> you know, um, we have this desire, you know, the, the, the list. And it's kind of like marriage. We, we get married and then spend the rest of our life trying to change the person that we married and I'm like, really? Uh, uh, here's one. God give me a fat bank account and a thin body. And uh, <laughs> and please don't mix them up like you did last year. <laughs> Is that your kind of prayers? Uh, you know, I, I think the majority of us, our prayer time uh, can turn into a simply a want list, a need list. Uh, why should we pray? I, I've already stated prayer really should be something that 
in in reality is I want to know God better and I want to hear from God and I want to talk to him and it 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 doesn't need to always be a want list or a need list I'll be honest with you when I pray I need answers um I how to make things work the the past two years has been the hardest two years of my life in ministry I've spent more time struggling with what to do next and trying to show grace during this time and and it, it because it's not what I what my inner being wants to do I want to cut loose and and you know and just just let her rip sometimes about what I really think about the shape of our country and and some of the the perspectives that I have on COVID, and yet grace has to reign in that. And and I've uh, God has shown me a lot, but um, wanting to know God and know Him better ought to be our reason to pray and needing answers. I have dilemmas. I don't know about you. I, I, I face a different dilemma every day, every week, some type of crisis. And, and you know, we've, I've lost a, a, a really a brother and a dad in the last 35 days or 40 days or however long it's been. And, you know, you, you want help during those times of, and those crises that you deal with and, um, knowing that, you know, when he got sick, that he was unsaved was, as a dilemma in my life. And, and, uh, uh, so we pray and, and by the way, sometimes those crises of belief lead to salvation of the lost folks. Um, so you, you gotta be careful, you know, in, in, in those types of situations, but our prayers are, are for help, for healing, um, I know I had a friend one time, he said, I prayed every morning, Lord, help me to find my keys. I thought, well, you know, why don't you hang them somewhere where you know where they are instead of praying for your lost keys every day, you know. And, and, but we do do things of that nature. Uh, where's my wallet? I've lost my wallet. You ever lose your wallet and say, oh, God, where'd my wallet go, uh, you know. Um, uh, my glasses, there's one, yeah, I, I have that issue i have 10 pair of glass i i had cataract surgery and they did implants and i made a mistake i should have had the ones that are bifocal installed i I don't see out of my right eye but i have 10 pair of glasses and i still lose them you know all these reading glasses laying everywhere Uh, it's the reason i preach from an ipad instead of notes i can make the font as big as i want to here and it makes it a whole lot easier but we pray for all kinds of things from the tv remote to kids pray to pass a test we we pray for a promotion at work we you know and and most generally most generally it is you know god make life easier for me that's that's our prayer life make Make life easier for me. And yet that is not what Jesus taught. Not at all. Uh, I found we want to Google God, you know, just give me all the answers. Uh, or we want a Santa God, give me all the gifts. You know, all these, or, or an ATM God, I need money and cash and I need it now. I mean, that, that's the, 
the majority of, of prayer is, is that way. And yet Jesus taught us that prayer is relational Christianity. It's having a relationship with God. And what matters most about prayer uh, is the same as to what matters most about the Word of God. And they teach us to have a better relationship with God the Father, Jesus the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. In, In the quietness of that reading your Bible and prayer, if you listen, instead of talking too much, you'll hear the still small voice. You'll hear the answers to your prayers. And, and our answers are, are, that God gives us are sometimes yes and sometimes no and sometimes not yet. You know, there, there's, God just doesn't drop that on us all at once. We couldn't handle it dropped on us all at once, by the way. So... But prayer coupled with reading the Word of God is a means to getting closer to God. Uh, I, uh, I missed the Bethesda folks this morning. They, they've had someone that has COVID. And new Christians, we, we have a lot of them that trust Christ, need to understand. And I hope they're watching. I, you know, I hope everybody's not here is watching or gets the opportunity this week. But we need to understand, if you want to grow your relationship with the Lord, you want help in times of trouble, you've got to read your Bible and you've got to pray. And it's, it's, it's really pretty simple. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 13, I'm going to read all of it. It's, it's a little bit lengthy, but I think it's worth our time this morning, and I, I'd like to read it together. Because the reality of it, this passage is a small group Bible study, um, that one that Jesus himself gave his disciples on prayer. And it's very short when you think of, of it being only six or eight verses. It says, and when you pray, uh, uh, that's pretty direct. You shall not be like the hypocrites. Oh my, he's going to address that. Hypocrites in his day? Yeah, they're still today. Dude, for they shall love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the street. Why? Why would they want to do that? That they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say unto you, they have their reward. But you, not to be like the hypocrites, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in that secret place. And your Father who sees in the secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they will be heard for their what? (laughs) For their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. That strikes home, doesn't it? And in this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Maybe nothing new to anyone in this room this morning, but just you need to put into practice what you know to do. I found we're kind of like that piano. That piano, it, it got tuned Friday. It, it, it Still a piano before it was tuned. You're still a Christian. But every now and then you just got to tune yourself up and get back in step. And I find Christians need to be retuned every now and then and and. and repetitiously be told you need to be reading your bible and you need to be praying you need to, johnny smith used to say three to thrive and they included reading your bible when he taught the wednesday evening bible study or sunday morning sunday school he'd say you got three to thrive you need to read your bible you need to pray and you need to attend church bless god we got a lot of people that need to hear you need to read your bible you need to pray and you need to attend church and and the fact of the matter is that hundreds of people know they need to be attending church and and they know they need to uh uh to read their Bible, and they know they need to pray, and yet you'll find them doing everything else under the sun on Sundays and Wednesdays and, and use every excuse that they can as a reason not to read their Bible, not to pray, and not to attend church. And, and I'm not judging. I'm just stating fact. And so we know to read the Bible, and if we know to spend time in prayer, and we, <laughs> we mostly know to do what we should do yet we don't do it and what james say that was sin if you know to do something and you're not doing it then it's sin in our life and so sin creeps in and we need to retune ourselves and and jesus here is teaching us how to have a closer relationship with god following his will his plan his purpose for our lives now, I'm going to be pretty simplistic this morning because the very first key that, that is to eliminate distractions when it comes to prayer and reading the Bible. And, and I didn't teach this. Jesus did. He says, go into a room and shut the door. <laughs> What's he saying? You need to take time out away from the world and eliminate distractions when you read your Bible and when you pray. Go into the room, shut your door. You know, they're used to, Kelly alluded to it. She didn't have a clue. I, I had it written down. But there used to be a sign that, that was right behind in, in the old building that says, Be still and know that I am God. It's a quote from Psalms 46, verse 10. And, and to be still. And sometimes you just got to take yourself away from the madness. Take yourself away from the running ragged. Take yourself away from the stupidity of it all, from the news that you've listened to and the people that you've heard and, and all the comments, the, you know, 
You've got to get to the place when you read your Bible and pray that you can get God's perspective, not everybody else's. And, And what an example. You know, a lot of the Psalms that David wrote we think we're in a bad place now, and we are. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, the shape our country's in and, and society and, and our schools and what goes on. And by the way, we're blessed in this area with the shape our schools is in. Thank God for godly men and women that are principals and on the board. Uh, and I just praise God, and I hate to say it out loud because I know what the enemy will do with it, but we're the only school in the OVC that has a prayer before every basketball game. I know because I've been to every school this year. They still pray at our school system. And I'll be an advocate that we always do. And it's not some watered-down generic. It's thank God, you know, for the ability to do what we're doing and for his son that died for our sins at the end of it. You know, I just... But David... In times of high anxiety, anxious moments, during times of trouble, deep in sin, what great advice he gives us by somebody who's been there to be still and know that I am God. Go into a room and shut the door. I'm not the perfect one, and I'm not telling you to follow me. I'm not the Apostle Paul. Follow me as I follow God. You know, that, that, that all sounds good, but... The, the fact of the matter is, I sit in my chair. Linda leaves every morning about 10 till 7 to go to school. And I sit in my chair every morning. No TV. I made a habit uh, probably two and a half years ago that I, turn, I, don't look, I don't watch the news anymore in the morning. I don't want my day starting off with calamity and nonsense. Uh, I got better things to do than listen to a bunch of people that don't know what they're talking about and don't know God try to tell me what's going on in the world. So I, I, I sit in my chair. I turn the TV off. It's totally quiet. There's no radio. And, and you know, I, I just get alone, read my Bible, do my daily bread. I, it doesn't come in the form of a book. You can, you can get on there and, and go to to it on online our daily bread and they'll send it to you via email every morning i read it i think of the application and and i have a time of prayer and you know it it, it's not on a street corner it's not a performance um have you ever heard of performance prayer i have you know, nothing wrong with writing down a prayer because then you don't forget what you're supposed to be praying when you, you know, people say, well, I don't believe in writing down. Why not? We write down a prayer list. That's no different than writing down a prayer. But there also is things called performance prayers when people get up and you, you think they're at a live audition for some type of play or something, you know, but, but <laughs> it, 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 ever heard of preaching prayer? Woo, I have. I've got a pastor friend that he, he preaches these prayer. We, when we went to the first Billy Graham meeting to set it up, they asked him to pray at the end of it, and he set the preachers on fire at the end of it. You know, and I'm like, wow, that's all right. Um, but preaching prayers and performance prayers, it, I ever heard somebody read the Bible prayer? 
They want to quote God all these words. Well, God knows these words. So they're just, you know. But prayer is, is not theater. It's not to be long and loud for everyone to hear. In fact, Jesus, if you read this, he discounts that kind of prayer. Right in, this, in that passage that we just read. And, I, I mean, I know a lot of people, I know, I, I have family that will tell you that their prayer was in the morning when they were driving to and from work. That was their time, you know, that, that random moment driving. Uh, in fact, my brother-in-law says that he got saved when he was driving down the road in his car. And so, the it's, you know, you ever wake up in the middle of the night? I can tell you the, 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 the way to finance this building was a prayer in the middle of the night that God give me the answer, the way that we could finance this building that we're setting in this morning. And it, it just, you know, I, I, I was concerned about how we, God, how are we going to take on all that responsibility? And it was in the very next Sunday service we raised $100,000 and bought the building without a place to put it. God answers prayer in the quiet of the night sometimes. But in a room, it's one of the reasons you shut your eyes when you pray. You ever, you ever think of that? It's just to eliminate the distractions. You know, if I'm sitting around watching you all pray while I'm trying to pray, it's a distraction. And so, but that, that quiet time that, it, you know, it, 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 it takes us in a room, shut the door. It, it's different even than that driving. It's different than that wake in the middle of the night. He has your attention. You're in focus. It's one of the reasons that I enjoy being alone. I, I, I enjoy it. And, and, Billy Graham stated, and I'll never forget it, he, he said that Jesus um, prayed briefly in a crowd. He play, prayed a little longer with his disciples, but he prayed all night when he was alone in the garden with God. Go to a room, shut the door, take a time out, and get alone with God is my advice for you to start a quiet time of reading your Bible and prayer. The second key in, in this passage was, was pretty much direct your prayer to the Father. Pray to your Father who is in that secret place. He's there when you go there. It's not like you've got to say, well, God, where are you at when you're coming back? He's already there. He went in the room with you. And so our prayer is to go, and, and no need to be apprehensive or, you know, just lean into that conversation with your father. Anyone who has a loving dad knows what that looks like. There's many a time people say, I miss my dad because I miss those times of conversation. Okay, then lean into your conversation with your heavenly father and and it is access and ability to communicate. It's not empty phrases. It's, you know, it's not babble, as he talks about, as Jesus does in this passage, with no meaning. It's not some liturgical rhetoric. 
I can remember Walter Staten, whenever he'd come and, and teach classes from the Bible school, he, he talked about liturgical rhetoric, talking about uh, people write all this stuff down, they have these big long prayers because they feel like that's something they need to say for other people to hear and impress. That's not what prayer is. It's not rehearsed ritual and tradition. You know, it, it, it's, it's not what prayer is. Prayer is a conversation with your Father. Amen. It's good morning, Lord. How's things in your world today? You don't have to answer that. I know they're a mess. You know. I'm sure you're working on it. Help me to get through this day. Help me to have a good day and make the right decisions. Help me to treat people right. Do the right things. Speak your word through me today. Forgive me of all the garbage that was in my life yesterday. Cleanse me and use me. Put someone in my path who needs Jesus. Help me to be bold enough to witness to them and not just to witness to them and drop a bomb in their lap but close the deal and ask them to put their faith and trust in Jesus. I love you, Lord. i got to go now. I'll see you. I'll be back tomorrow. You realize this model prayer that he prays, it doesn't take 30 seconds to get through it? That doesn't mean you don't need a comprehensive list that takes two or three hours, but sometimes it's just, Lord, help me to get through this day and be a witness for you today. It's all I got time for. I'm running late. See ya. Cherish the simple things, the simple times with God. There's a sign. I look at it almost every day in our bathroom that says, cherish the simple things. God cherishes simple things. If it, if, <laughs> if it was complicated in order to get saved, it'd be hard for old men and women, children. Simple plan of salvation we try to make relational Christianity complicated, time-consuming. It is not about the length of time or the amount of time or the number of times. It's about the quality of the time that you spend in prayer. You don't need a, a mediator. You don't even need a pastor you, when the veil was torn, you don't need another saint to gain access to God. It doesn't matter how long it's been since the last time if you realize you're talking to your father. Because you, if it's your dad, you can just pick up right where you left off. He hasn't forgot. It's really about one message, and that message is God loves you. He chases after you. He longs for you to speak to Him. He's relentless in that pursuit. We just need to take time to sit and talk to Him every now and then. I've, I've picked up on this. His mercy is more than what we can comprehend and His grace is more than we can fathom.
It's unbelievable. We just need to direct our prayers to our Father. The third key is line up with God's kingdom and God's will. Prayer lines us up as he teaches us in this passage with God's kingdom and God's will, his plan and purpose for our lives. Too many people's lives is all jacked up because they've made all these plans and didn't consult God. From occupation to school to homes to cars to purchases, God was never consulted, and then we wonder why our life's a mess. Was it God's will in the beginning? Was it His plan and purpose for your life? Prayer not only changes things, but prayer changes me and prayer changes you. Prayer gives us the opportunity to align our lives with God's will. I've had people, I've had board members say, I was going through a hard time. I sat down at my table that morning with coffee and prayed and asked God to give me direction, His plan, His will about these situations. He said, and lo and behold, I opened my Bible and it just randomly, there it is in front of me, a scripture with God saying, here's what you need to do. You say, preacher, you really believe that? <laughs> if you don't, you've got a problem. You've got a problem. But it gives us that opportunity. My grandma, uh, I can still hear. He walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me I am his own. Not my way, but your way, Lord. It is the time and that act of surrender during our quiet time where God leads us. I had a grandmother that was somewhat wealthy on my dad's side, my Momo Henderson. And she always, she had a farm where she she had nursing home, had a couple of them, and we was connected to the VA hospital where my dad was a veteran and she had 30 or 40 patients all the time from the VA hospital. And, and she told me, she said, you know, you need to be a veterinarian. And she offered to pay my full ride to go to Ohio State University. She said, you can go, we'll find you a place. And it never materialized. Why? Because God had other plans. I don't want to be an obstacle to the will of God, do you? Because we can be the obstacle to God's will for our lives. Do you need a time out? Do you need to go in the room and shut the door, get your Bible out? Start back doing something that you used to do that you're not doing now. I find most Christians need to blow the dust off of this book and get it out and read it. Spend some time with a devotion every morning and start your day off with God's will and His plan for your life in mind. You won't have blow-ups at work. You won't have fits of rage and anger. 
you won't treat people like their life doesn't matter. You won't talk to folks the way you speak to them if you'll adjust your life of the morning or in the evening around God's Word, around a time of prayer. Let's stand.